I feel like obviously you need to trust somebody mm. and you need to completely trust somebody. And then after that, everything else will start to follow. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, like the number, number one thing is like communication. Okay? Mm. But you can only have proper communication if you trust somebody. Mm-hmm. Mm. So once you trust somebody and you have proper communication, you need to be able to say anything and everything. And I really mean that in the literal sense, yeah. like being able to share every little thing about you that you feel like you're embarrassed, shy, or you don't want to, you don't want to say to somebody, you should be able to say it to your partner. You should feel comfortable saying it to mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but obviously this takes a lot of trust because you don't mm-hmm. want to share these things to someone who might, you know, you think might hurt you in the future if, 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 if it doesn't go well. Right. Mm-hmm. So for me, like those are like the two number twos, you know, and then obviously, you know, respect and, and loyalty. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Alpha Relations. If you're new here, hit that subscribe button and turn on post notifications. If you're on other platforms, hit that follow button. In today's episode, we have ourselves a special guest. Um, someone who has personally helped me uh, get outside of my shell and grow as a person. A man that has been believed to be my literal brother. A legend. Patrick Larangero. Yeah. Hello. Welcome back. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here, finally. He's been <laughs> waiting for this moment. Luca. I was going to keep it for episode 100. Yeah, Luca, are you okay? What do you mean, Alan? <laughs> you looking a little flushed. Yo, I don't know what's going on, bro. My face He's is shy. Right. I'm here. Oh. Luca, no. you have to stop, have to <laughs> stop drinking. Hmm? <laughs> the That's wine's true. hitting me, yo. That, that and it's true. I mean, when 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 these two lovely, you know, gentlemen, well, gentlemen, I'm saying that with quotation marks, by the way, you know, are side by side or virtually side by side literally anything is possible grab your kids find a bunker and lay low for a while because these two are chaotic it's a fact hide your kids (laughs) what do you think we're doing on i i don't know what you're talking about no i'm kidding i'm kidding i know who my family is i know i know all right uh, i'm sorry i'm sorry to hog you know (laughs) pat it's very good to see you my good sir very good you're very good to see you too Hello, Pat. Hello, Alex. Hello, <laughs> Luca. Hello, everybody. I didn't even intro you guys. I, just the first time I forgot to intro you guys. <laughs> I am here with Alan and Alex. Now I'm unprofessional today. You see, th- this is what happens when me and Pat are together. It's just, it's just straight chaos every time. So I'm, I'm excited. You're the one blushing. This is going to be a great episode, I think. We have, we have hit- some juicy stuff to talk about. Um, so we're gonna start off this episode like we do with all guests. We're gonna have uh, Pat take the time to intru- uh, just introduce himself a little bit, how he how he knows us, where we met, and just get into all that. Alex, Alex, composure, please. Your brother's talking. You know, I've, heard, I've, been hearing, I've been hearing a lot of laughter since my intro, and <laughs> so sorry. I'm very confused. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very curious okay. to see how this gets edited. <laughs> curious. You know, it's funny. We said that, guys, guys, after Faisal's episode, which is just a wonderful batch of shits and giggles all the way, we said, okay, hey, 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 let's have a little bit more control next time we have a close friend, right? Clearly, that's not happening right now. <laughs> well, um, if I may say so myself, um, <laughs> so I actually met Alan first. Uh, I met him in 232, I think, with Dr. Farmer. We had yes. the same group for task force. And I just, I started bonding with him in the group because we had another class together. For I don't remember which one it was. Uh, but then um, we started talking like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't, was it with Middleman? Not Middleman. We, we had Susan Dynan, 225, Experiential Learning. Something you're, like that. You're very you. good. You're very good. Yes, sir. Uh, what can I say? Classes, Alan. Good student, <laughs> you were. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, Pat. So, nice. so, so I met Alan like that and, you know, started talking to him, chilling with him. And then eventually, I think it was the following semester, Alan kept, like, hyping up this guy 
this guy called Luca kept hyping him up to <laughs> Yo, you gotta meet this guy. You're gonna meet him. He's like, it's just like you. You guys are gonna get along. Yo, he, he's he basically identical to me is what he was trying to say. <laughs> so I met Luca. We had, uh, I think it was 335. Yeah, power, power and conflict. And I met this guy, you know, big gold watch on his wrist. Looks like he's <laughs> trying to flex on me or something. I don't know what's going on. No, looking like a, a bit of a douche. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> oh my god! I was, this I was is a bit offended. To me. You know? I was like, oh my god! I was like, this is what Alan is saying. I, I'm like, what is this? <laughs> so, you know, I said hi, whatever. Uh, got to know him slowly like slowly we would you know like dab each other up a little handshake mm-hmm. uh, yo how are you you know uh, a little bit like that but slowly we started talking talking more and getting mm-hmm. to know each other and next thing you know i was sitting in alan's seat alan was the one at the end of the table <laughs> it was uh it was the me and luca show from there <laughs> yeah we, we just took over after that oh yeah quickly I remember that moment. It was just like, oh my gosh, what the hell happened? Right? It's it's like overnight, you know, it's like, I mean, yin and yang, you know, coming together at last. It's a. I must say, your prediction was absolutely correct. It was. Alan was right. It was a bit too much. Yeah. Quite similar. Oh boy. Quite similar in a way, yes. There's a story behind that, though, that really solidified the bond at that time, no? Yeah, Lori goes right at that. <laughs> Do you want me to explain it? Mm, I, th- I think it's 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 it is fundamental. It the, yeah, I guess it's, it's fundamental. The theme of uh, it does. Yeah, the whole episode. Yes. Well, um, shortly after meeting Luca, actually, I don't know, like if it was the same semester or what, uh, but we were actually talking to the same girl. From uh, Tinder at the time, I, I was single. He was single. Uh, he had been single for a very long time. Uh, <laughs> not, we just, not relevant, but okay. Yeah, just I, I just feel like throwing that out there. You know? Let everybody know what we're dealing with. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So basically, me, 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 and uh, Luca here we're talking to the same uh, girl from Tinder. And we ended up finding out, uh, and at this time, I had already more or less stopped talking to her. Like, I wasn't really talking that much anymore because I just wasn't interested in there. But uh, we ended up finding out by Lucas sending the same snap uh, that I had uh, sent, or he storied the same snap that I had sent. It was something like that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, she then told Luca, like, oh, you know him and blah, blah, blah. And Luca then uh, tried playing a little prank with me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we found out that we were actually speaking to the, the same girl. Oh, my gosh. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. It was very oh. interesting because uh, like, what, what were the odds? You know, you, you brought me real Luca together and... This was happening on the, the sidelines. Like that. That's true. That's true. And if anything, that was always still going to happen. Yeah. yeah. If and anything, I, I, I saved Luca. Pat <laughs> <laughs> did save me in, in that instance. Yeah. <laughs> Pat was already like a few steps ahead of me. I warned him. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Oh boy. I already figured out what was going on with it with that that girl, and so I, I was I was in the middle of of, of the that storm before. Boy. Oh boy! So you basically you avoided a, a bamboozling moment. Pretty much. Well, that's Pretty good. Much. He's a good guy. That, that never hurt our relationship or anything. It, if anything, made us stronger. It made us stronger. It made a, it, it was a bonding moment right there that really was like, okay, okay, Pat. That's beautiful. I love that. That's good, man. Pat, like that's. I, I remember that day. You know, I just. I felt like a father reuniting his kids for the first time and then realizing, well, shit, man, this is about to get a lot more chaotic than I originally anticipated. Huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, after that, we started taking all our classes together, and yeah. that's when the party started, man. 
we've we've had a lot of a lot of fun times in classes. Sometimes mm-hmm. it almost feels like we're not even taking a class. Honestly, <laughs> at, at one point, at one point, it, it was like I was just going to classes to fuck around in the back, pretty much. <laughs> I'll be honest. I just knew you're there. We're just gonna mess around the whole class and just it really, really. It was just was like it was like a reason to get together. You know, the class was just there Basically. for us to get together. I agree. I agree, and that's when you know our. Our, our, our family of two, you know, and two became like four and then just multiplied. And then, you know, Pat comes to to knowing Alex. Well, I mean, my grandmother seems to know Patrick's grandfather by name, mm-hmm. but Patrick never confirmed if his grandfather been able to also, confirm. like, if his grandfather, like, knows of my grandparents. So basically, Pat and I are both Portuguese. And my grandfather, when he first came to Canada, um, was, I don't know, like very prominent in the Montreal Portuguese community, I guess. He had um, like kind of like a coffee shop called Café Portugal and other like little shops, like a pastry shop and a bakery or whatever. And so when I found out Pat was Portuguese and he lives in the Portuguese community. I asked my grandmother, I'm like, hey, do you know anybody with this last name? And she was just like, sounds familiar, but it's like, I guess a somewhat common last name. So she didn't know if it was mm-hmm. his family. So the conversation that Alan is referring to is I asked Pat for his grandfather's name uh, and exchanged my grandfather's name. And I asked my grandmother, I'm like, hey, do you know this guy? And she's like, yeah. I think he's come around often. It's pointless to ask my grandfather because he does not remember. Um, but yeah, so we'll have to confirm at a one hundred percent if our families know. Confirm this eventually. Yeah, <laughs> but it could be very likely because my uh, grandfather was definitely someone who would uh, promenade around the community. <laughs> I learned this word in a British show. <laughs> well, I, I didn't teach you that one, that's for sure. Honestly, though, all, like, grandparent generation people, Portuguese people, I'm sure they all know each other. They're tight. Yeah. Like, who else were you going to talk to fresh off the boat, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> they seem to all know each other. And at least my grandparents and myself, we've lived in, like, the heart of the community. Mm-hmm. So, like, we're very well known. Which can be annoying <laughs> for me. That's like a local celebrity in a little Portugal. Yeah, it's like people will gossip about you, oh, uh, and you have you have nothing to do with it, but they'll just do it. And it's like <laughs> if, they catch, if they catch you with somebody on the street, it's Uh-oh. like, oh, I saw your son with this person, or I saw oh, that, oh. and it spreads and it comes all the way back to you, and people start asking you, and, that- and you're like, well, who was I even with? Like, I don't even know. <laughs> It sounds it, it sounds like there's a juicy story there, buddy. Uh, I don't remember like a juicy, juicy story, but like I can just tell you that that's happened. Something else, <laughs> like literally, just like with friends, and you're like, no, no, that was just a friend of mine. <laughs> there was nothing there. No, you you sure that didn't happen to you, Pat? I don't know what, what are you referring to exactly. You know exactly what like I'm with, with my current. He's not, pick, he's not picking up on the on your. It, on the it hasn't happened with my current girlfriend. If that's what you're asking. Okay. Well, we're gonna get into that. Explore that more. Being that this is uh, the month of Valentine's Day, and we are still well into the COVID nineteen pandemic, we're going to look at relationships and COVID. So you have a girlfriend. So could you tell us a little bit about the struggle that you've encountered during these times? It is awful. Let me tell you. It's even worse for me because I'm someone who, like, kind of enjoys pr- the presence of someone, like, in mm-hmm. person a lot. And I and I need that. And I need that comfort. 
so it's even worse to not have it mm-hmm. uh, but I do see her but at the start of COVID um, my parents were obviously very scared mm-hmm. they're not scared at all anymore it's like it doesn't exist anymore but <laughs> at the start <laughs> believe it. at the start very very worried mm-hmm. um, and then obviously her parents too and uh, it made things more complicated was our parents didn't even know of our existence, like our relationship. Mm. So it, it, it made it so that it was hard to see each other because I couldn't really just say, I'm going to go see a friend because I'm not supposed to be mm-hmm. risking lives over just, you know, seeing some friends. Right. Um, so it became very hard at the start. And uh, I don't know if you guys are going to talk about this later, but I'm just going to start it off here. Maybe you guys can talk about this later, but... I ended up introducing her to mm-hmm. my parents or like bringing up the fact that I have one, mm-hmm. uh, a girlfriend, just, just so that it would, it would, it would give them a reason to why I'm leaving. During mm-hmm. I remember this, I think. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it literally, I, I like exposed myself and then I went to go see her. <laughs> and <laughs> I didn't realize was my parents were so afraid mm-hmm. of COVID that it, when I came home, it didn't even matter who I was going to see, but it was as if I was a walking piece of COVID. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. They were so afraid I had somehow caught this. And this was at the time that I think we, we were having maybe like less than 10 cases, you know? Yeah. Good mm-hmm. times. Really good ever. times. Good times. Mm. Yeah. We don't have that privilege now. But. Nope. So it was really impossible that I would have had it, but they were so afraid. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they literally isolated from me just for a few days until they got used to it. And uh, <laughs> didn't, didn't they want you to put on like gloves and stuff when you go around the house and stuff? Yeah, like uh, a mask, everything. <laughs> that has not took too. my clothes. Yeah, took my clothes. Put it in a. I had to put it in a garbage bag. Oh yeah. my god! <laughs> they are legit. They were legit treating him as if he actually had it. So I thought I was exposing like this girlfriend of mine at a good time, but it turned out it was probably not a good time. <laughs> <laughs> but it ended up working out. Mm-hmm. So I'd say that after that, uh, me and her, well, we just like chose not to see each other just because it was too 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 risky. We we became very afraid of the virus ourselves. Mm-hmm. So we chose not to see each other. So I think we didn't physically see each other for like like a few months, I'd say, mm. like two months even. Mm-hmm. And then then we finally started like seeing each other like car, car to car, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, rolling down the window. And then slowly, you know, when you really, when you're really like in love with someone, it's hard to just be doing like social distancing. So mm-hmm. eventually, slowly every meetup, we would just kind of uh, distance less. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, no, no. I hear you. And then you. I'd, I, say, I you. Uh, I'd say throughout, like, it's been like a year of COVID almost. I'd say, like, mm-hmm. throughout the year, uh, we would try to see each other, you know, once a week or two. But this is, we went from, you know, seeing each other, like, every day mm-hmm. to, you know, once a week, twice maybe if we're lucky. So it was definitely difficult. Yeah, especially since from the sound of things, your relationship with your girlfriend was pretty new prior to COVID. So I can't imagine like being in a new uh, relationship and not being yeah. too. We've technically been in a, rela- in a relationship uh, like during COVID longer than we were not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We officially got together, I think it was in October. Okay. And I think COVID started, what was it? March, yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. So we had to, you know, celebrate our one year anniversary during COVID. Mm. Uh, Damn. Okay. <laughs> well, so you mentioned that you're somebody who needs like that physical, like comfort. You, you like, you know, having somebody close to you. So, seeing that that can't really be done so much, or it, especially more toward the start of COVID, what were some things, not necessarily that you were doing, but you could share them, but what were things that you, 
I don't know, that you alternatively alternatively did to be like intimate with each other. <laughs> well, we can share everything. But... <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Okay, we have time. We're going to ease our way into it. <laughs> um, well, I'd say FaceTime becomes your number one number one best friend, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I'd say uh, we we just have to FaceTime all the time, you know. And uh, there was a moment in, in COVID, in quarantine, when we weren't seeing each other, where mm-hmm. I actually, like, fell more in love with my girlfriend because... Mm-hmm. I started realizing like how much she means to me, how much I need her in my life. Mm-hmm. So not not being able to 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 be with her anymore was like weighing down so much that I, it just made me realize what what I was taking for granted. Mm-hmm. So in a way, it it really helped in in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so we definitely Facetimed a lot. I was up, you know, into the late late hours. Uh, which I would never, you know, I used to go to bed at like max <laughs> 1, 2 a.m. And next thing you know, I was awake at 6, 7 still. So, and in those, you know, when, when it's late like that, you really get into your feelings. <laughs> so, you start okay, sending Pat. some very heartfelt messages sometimes. Mar- Marvin's room's playing in the background. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yep. Some tears coming down your face. Yep. That's pretty much like, all you can do, you know, and uh, when we first started seeing each other during COVID, like we, we would have a mask on and gloves, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know what I mean? And you, we'd hold hands with our, with our gloves on, and it was just sad. But it's like in the summer, so it was hot, so your hands started getting sweaty with the gloves. <laughs> oh, it's just God. Hot. It's just... oh, gosh. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not laughing at you. It's just the situation. Yeah. You know, um, and then we would like, we would like hug. But we'd be like scared to hug, mm-hmm. and then like, you know, that that's when everything was new. And then eventually, you just kind of like it goes out the window, and you're <laughs> not really afraid anymore. Yeah. Uh, if I, I guess one one thing we did do to make ourselves feel more comfortable mm-hmm. for seeing each other uh, was we kept our our circles very small mm-hmm. uh, during yeah. COVID, so mm-hmm. we we would not go see like anybody in terms mm-hmm. of friends just so that we were really only putting uh, less risk on ourselves you know what i mean yeah. it was just we see your parents and that's it so we i i would the amount of times i had to you know refuse alan or luca like oh i can't come or i'm not coming and whatnot mm-hmm. uh and her too you know and it it also sucks to do that because you feel bad saying no to your friends all the time but mm-hmm. at least because of covid it was like understandable so that's something we did to yeah. feel more comfortable with That's seeing good. each other. Mm-hmm. What did you guys do for like date nights? Did you do any of those? Oh yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, because she, because I, my parents knew about her at this point. Yeah. Uh, I started bringing her over like mm. all the time, which obviously was something we never did before. Yeah. So I started bringing her over all the time, and we would have like you know little dates in my backyard, oh, or mm. like we'd go to the park uh do like a little picnic away from everybody mm. uh i think we did a lot of picnics so this was like the year of the picnics <laughs> yeah. yeah it really was yeah that's true um the drive around you know like we'd have like driving dates <laughs> go we'd drive somewhere nice uh mm. spend the day there and then drive back you know like basically just away from everybody mm-hmm. things like that but i'd say the we were definitely a lot of picnics and a lot of time like chilling at my house, watching movies, stuff like that. So, so what do you think were some of the impacts you think on relationships with COVID? Maybe not specifically on your own, but for like others, like having a more of a socially distant like relationship. What do you think were some of the, the goods and the bads that came from that? I think a lot of people <clears throat> experienced uh, a long distance relationship, mm-hmm. which everyone thought this was only achievable if someone lived somewhere else out of yeah. the country but i feel like people really got a taste of what that is mm-hmm. and uh, as you know a lot of long distance relationships don't work out yeah <laughs> so mm-hmm. i'd say if i had to guess for other people uh relationships that weren't like solidified before covid you know ones that were maybe really early or if they were having kind of like issues i'd say those relationships probably struggled a lot 
because mm-hmm. you know they can't they can't see each other they can't do stuff it's you're just on the phone yeah uh i feel like a lot of relationships probably people probably didn't social distance in the first place mm. yeah i feel like they probably mm. probably didn't care much i feel like for some people you know distance or not not being able to talk to your partner could feel like maybe you're not appreciated as much anymore or mm-hmm. you're trying to, I don't know, maybe avoid you or, mm-hmm. you know, loyal, loyalty could be, uh, people could be doubting the loyalty of others because they mm-hmm. can't see them. These could all be issues, I, I find. Mm-hmm. I definitely think the, that COVID definitely exposed a lot of, like, I think weaknesses or issues within a relationship, mm-hmm. I think. I think it was definitely a time to, like, um, just because of the circumstances where people were sort of like really starting to like having like either either like couples were stuck together so much where it was like the relationship just couldn't last because there's just like it just like the, it was just like it was exposed like all the the challenges within the relationship or it's just because of the social distancing you just seen how weak they were um between each other um but i think it's also like i think for like um like for newer relationships i think or or yeah, for, from new relationships, let's say, I think it was interesting that maybe it even gave people the opportunity to maybe get to know people through, um, because you can't meet or, or, or actually see the person in person, you really have to learn more about the person themselves, right? And and get to know, know more about like personality um, over everything else in those circumstances. That's good. That's very true, Luke. Wow. That is quite true. That's good. Uh, I, I didn't even think of the fact that people could have been living together <laughs> and been in a new relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there's been lot, there's been lots of talk about that, like how you know there's been a lot of problems with with like couples who are you know who are like pretty much being stuck together. There's no more getting out of the house, right? You're working together, you're always in the same environment together. Um, so that just leads to a lot of like just a toxic environment or or a hostile environment, depending on how the relationship is built. You know, yeah, it becomes hard to breathe. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. yeah. I feel like uh, if it wasn't the right relationship or the right partner, it would become very very evident if they were together all the time. Good point. Nice, Luca. Pat, I want to explore with you now. So you talked about this relationship, Matt, and when we, you and I first started to get to know each other, actually, no, not even. Uh, this was like already a year into knowing each other. Um, Pat, ladies and gentlemen, everyone out there, he's mm-hmm. he's he's quite the quite a sweetheart. You know, he he drove me home, my, my bum ass home, like every night after diversity class in, <laughs> in the fall yeah. of 2019. But we had we, we we had good talks. We had good drive. We had good music. And one of the talks <clears throat> that came up was when Pat had just started dating you know, the, the person he's with now. And something that I found just super interesting that you shared with me uh, during one of those car rides was the um, uh, you dating someone you know from a different culture other than your own, and the your like the reason why like you were in it, you know, like what, what attracts you to what here, or you see the relationship or whatever it is, you know, uh, based off you being you, and that's absolutely cool. Um, but you mentioned how there was this um, uh, th- this barrier, you know, regarding where you're coming from in your own culture and the expectations that come from that versus what you were um, seeking out in life, what you were with, you know, at, at the time. So just like tell us a bit uh, of that, you know, just. Uh, Fill in the blank here with the, that juicy story of yours, if you don't mind. <laughs> I, I I don't exactly remember this whole story. So, you know, it was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. But I, I will try to answer this as best as I can. I, I believe in you. I, I also want to tell the audience, Alan would just get in my car and hold me hostage. <laughs> he brought home. He pretty much <laughs> just, like, just sit there like no expecting you just to drive him at that point. Yeah, we're neighbors. We're neighbors practically. What was I supposed to do? She's not getting out of the car, that's for sure. Oh boy. No, I was I was happy to drive Alan home. Thank you. So it's a little sweetheart of ours here. Oh. Um so I guess to kind of try to answer your question. Um so my girlfriend is uh well, her background is from Bangladesh, so her parents and all that, and their religion is they're Muslim. Uh, and then I'm Portuguese and Catholic. So for me, personally, it's obviously isn't an issue, but for other people, it could be an issue, right? So for someone I was maybe afraid of would be like my parents, for example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If they would be okay with this, if, if it would be a problem. Uh, it's hard to tell, you know, but it's 
you know, they're it's immigrant parents and usually they could be strict. And if you look at my family, my cousins, all this, you know, nobody is with anybody from another religion or culture. So it's really, I'm really like the first one breaking oh. the ice here. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I feel like for me, it's only natural because like my whole life, I grew up with all kinds of ethnicities or cultures. Like I've always been in, in a big, I guess, uh, melting pot or whatever you want to use as a term. So for me, I've always been exposed. So I've never had like a preference of, of, of somebody. Mm-hmm. For me, it's always been more of a, a connection. I need mm. to have like an emotional connection with them mm-hmm. and need to be able to, f- to feel, you know, safe, secured and trust the whole relationship. So it's, it becomes all about uh, the connection and not really about, you know, the person or mm-hmm. the background. Mm-hmm. So obviously it was a bit of, I guess, a, a scary patch for us, not knowing if like we can actually be together in the future. Mm-hmm. You know, if it would be a problem with our parents, if we'd be accepted. Uh, luckily, uh, on my side, it's it's been fine. My parents know they've they've accepted. It's it's been great. Uh, um, uh, her parents don't actually know about me yet. Mm. Uh, oh, hopefully, wow. in the future, it, they will know and they will accept me. Like that is obviously the hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, it is a scary part in the relationship to think of the future and to think, like, it's, like, we might not be the problem, but, like, a reason outside of us might be the problem, mm-hmm. you know, stopping yeah. us from being together. Mm-hmm. So, it, 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 like, makes you think, like, are, should we continue? Are we wasting our time? Is something going to stop us in the future? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But because we had such a good, strong connection together... Uh, we just kind of dived into it and we're like, we'll just figure this out in the future. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. You know, enjoy what you mm-hmm. have in the current moment. Mm-hmm. And I I remember, I remember back in those times too, because me and Pat used to have like pretty much after every, every, after every class, we used to have just like these, these like sit downs in, in his car. We used to just like listen to music and just talk pretty much and have these deep talks. And I remember um, this one time, just like he was talking about it and he was like, like pretty much in tears almost. And he was like talking about, um like like how it might not work out and all that and he said that he told her that he loved her and stuff and in that moment and stuff and um just like how how tough it was just because he was like so scared to like tell his tell his parents about it or mm-hmm. tell his dad about it more specifically and um you know and i think that's a lot of people that a lot of people go through that you know and um with um that barrier between like cultures and stuff and mm-hmm. um it's pretty cool getting to see pat like where it started to now where like he's actually bringing his girlfriend over to his house and um, getting to be with the family and stuff compared to where it started, where he was like in such fear um, to just over, over to start of that at the start of a relationship, just because he didn't know what the future was going to hold with that. <laughs> Luca exposing my uh-huh. almost teary time. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, worry. Don't worry. My goodness. <laughs> Guys, remember it, you know, we're all coming from human relations here. This is a safe space. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah you know <laughs> i can only speak for myself not for like other people in a similar scenario for me yeah but i'm also you know someone who is you know anxious and i overthink mm-hmm. so in my head i'm gonna think of you know every possible s- scenario that is wrong you know or like every scenario that is going to lead to a bad ending. Yeah. So, which is going to make it worse for me in, in like making the decision to, you know, expose the relationship and whatnot. Mm-hmm. It actually ended up working out great. You know, my parents, you know, they like her. Um, doesn't seem to be an issue. The, the religion as of yet, uh, you know, my grandparents have seen her. Uh, I've introduced them. I introduced them to basically anybody in the family mm-hmm. when when we bump into them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, is that I often? can't speak for? Sorry, sorry. Is, is that often? Is that often? Like, yeah. Not right now because of COVID. No, no. But yeah. I mean, you know, let's say when once everything gets back to normal, knowing that you mentioned that the whole family, you know, practically lives on the same block where you live. <laughs> I was nervous that my neighbors would uh, yeah. start yeah, gossiping around the community. That I, I remember that. 
<laughs> but uh, you know, I'll, I'll definitely invite her and bring her to you know any family event or whatnot. Because uh, you're really only afraid of the older generation. I feel like new generations, so me, my cousin, stuff like that. Everyone, everyone's already like exposed to this to this happening, like uh, mixed relationships and all that. So that's not really the issue. You're really just afraid of the judgment of past generations. The older yeah. they will judge you or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but like as of for me right now, it's been good. And I mean, I'm I'm not embarrassed of anything. So I will always bring her and I will always, you know, support, mm. uh, support our relationship. That's beautiful. Mm. I love that. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> He's crying for me. <laughs> okay. are, you, are you crying? He's teary now. Oh, <laughs> I'm not crying, Alan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you, you want a moment? You okay? Okay. All right. Don't worry. He's he's almost cried a few times uh, with me in his deep talks <laughs> in my car. I won't expose you though. I won't oh, expose boy. your story. That's a story for another day. Hey, hey, your girlfriend's gonna listen to that and be like, "Wow, what, a, what an amazing guy Pat is." Okay, <laughs> that's true. Pat, Pat, if anything, you being here recording with us today is uh, that's bonus points, buddy. <laughs> Ooh, I I hope so. I hope this goes down well. <laughs> I hope I don't get in trouble or anything. Maybe <laughs> okay. So then, how did you get to a point um, where you felt ready or comfortable to open up to your parents and tell them about your relationship? Well, for me, it was actually COVID related. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'd say right before COVID, I was already feeling pretty comfortable because like you know in my head you know I felt like this this relationship I had was something I want to have forever right so Mm. what's the point if I you know expose my relationship in five years or if I do it right now yeah Uh, a part of it was just me being anxious for exposing a relationship in general because then you know it becomes like oh we want to see the person all the time and and, and, uh, Mm. it's like all those other things that I also just wanted to avoid right now but because of covid and needing like an explanation to why i want to like leave the house and meet somebody Mm -hmm. uh, i felt like it had to be like it was the perfect time to do it and i kind of like pressured her in a way which thank god she was you know like she didn't really complain that i exposed the relationship because it could be a lot of pressure for her too you know since she's not gonna expose me yet so Mm -hmm. I, I decided like oh I'm just I'm just gonna do it because I I, I want to facilitate like our meetings and this will give us a place to meet you know mm-hmm. uh, we can meet here we you know it's instead of being outside where it's dangerous we could be like safe together yeah so I, in a way it was rushed but I already felt comfortable because I knew that this this was something I'm gonna have for a long time mm-hmm. and I want so nice. I like that. Um, and it's just funny, just, I mean, again, like we were talking about the the, the reality of the situation with, the, you know, the, the good and the bad here. And as you know, like, I mean, COVID has been a, a, a huge theme, you know, that we've had circulating with uh, many of our episodes. And now that tying it to relationships, I think it's just, it's always nice to see diff- the different perspectives regarding the, uh, I wouldn't necessarily call it, like, I mean, a benefit, but just the positives that have come out of such a, um, you know, rather um, unforeseen, unfortunate situation, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not knowing that that was going to happen for you and how it lined up the way it did and just seeing it now, it's, it, that's, that's a beautiful thing, Pat. You know, I'm very happy for you. Thank you, Alan. I say, man. I feel like a proud dad again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, Pat, uh, moving on though, just to, um, Let's take it down a bit deeper now, okay? So I'd like to explore with you um, what biases or assumptions, if you had any, you know, that did you not realize you had until you started dating someone from a, um, a different uh, ethnicity or culture? So I, I actually have a funny story, a funny example for this that uh, my girlfriend jokes about a lot. So like we said, like I, I didn't really have many like experiences like weird expectations because like i 
like her actual background. I've actually, my best friend uh, was of the same background. So I was very familiar with how mm-hmm. they, you know, do things and, 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 and how the culture is. But there was one thing like, because they're, she's Muslim, a lot of times they can't, you know, they have to be married to do almost anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, like with another partner. So, <laughs> so when I first started, you know, uh, going out with her, I thought like, I really, really thought like I could maybe like, you know, not kiss her, not, you know, hold her hand, not hug her. Like I didn't know to what extent. So I was mm-hmm. afraid to really do anything. So <laughs> I would kind of just like let her do the move almost because I didn't know what. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Uh, yeah. But then. Like shortly after, like I, I told, like I told her, like, oh, like, is is this okay? You know, like, I obviously I need to ask, like, is this okay or not? Mm-hmm. And uh, she kind of looked at me and was like, "Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> you thought you can hold my hand, like, but." <laughs> and so I felt kind of dumb after that. <laughs> and, uh... I mean, you're you're just respecting what you believed was um, part of her culture or her religion, so. Yeah, exactly. But you know, maybe I was maybe a little over exaggerating. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> it's it's also like I didn't know how heavily she follows, you know, like the rules of her religion like, or culture. Because mm-hmm. like my friend who I grew up with, he, he kind of doesn't follow those rules as much, right? You know, he'll kind of do stuff that's technically against his religion. So I don't know if she's someone who follows it you know, to the T, to the dot, or if she's, you know, someone who is more outgoing, you know, is willing to, I don't know, do stuff that maybe might seem, might be against the religion. Yeah. Did that have you overly anxious or worried at times? I'd say at the beginning, but, you know, after like, after a week, I'd say it was like normal, you know? (laughs) That's pretty quick. Yeah, it was, it was really just the beginning. Because uh, everything else, like I, I'm not someone who really makes assumptions of anything, and I, I'm very okay with everything. I mean, nothing bothers me, so I, I don't really think of of what ifs. I just kind of just I'm in the moment, you know. That's good, mm-hmm. nice, love that. You stole my line. Mm. <laughs> it's cool. growing on. Um, it's uh, what, what can I say? It's uh, it goes around, you know. It's it's catchy. <laughs> On the theme, continue with relationships. What we want to know is like, what do you think are some of the most important factors for a relationship to succeed? Okay, Ooh. big question there, Luca. Mm-hmm. It could be it could be within your own like unique situation, but also just in general. What do you think are some some factors that make a big difference in, in a relationship succeed or not? I'll answer it with my situation, but also what I feel like is good in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like obviously you need to trust somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need to completely trust somebody and then after that everything else will start to follow mm-hmm. uh, for me like the number number one thing is like communication okay? mm-hmm. but you can only have proper communication if you trust somebody mm-hmm. so once you trust somebody and you have proper communication you need to be able to say anything and everything and i really mean that in the little sense yeah. like being able to share every little thing about you that you feel like you're embarrassed shy or you don't want to, you don't want to say to somebody you should be able to say it to your partner you should feel comfortable saying it to mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. Uh, but obviously this takes a lot of trust cuz you don't mm-hmm. want to share these things to someone who might you know you think might hurt you in the future if if if, if it doesn't go well mm-hmm. so for me like those are like two number twos you know and then obviously you know respect and and loyalty is always important for all that. Awesome, Big Pat. That sounds a lot like um, you really t- picked up on the essence of 232 there. And then, yeah. <laughs> Was it? Uh, yeah. It, that's it, it, you know, it is, but like in a nutshell, that's 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 what the course was about. You know, I think that's how you and I... Well, maybe I should be running the course. Uh, well, hey, buddy. We have, a, we have a plan. Remember, Pat, there's a plan. There is. there is a plan there is a plan i'm following it i know right? you are you are that's it we're, we're, sp- He's ahead of we're the sprinkling game. that pepper right there um <clears throat> for anyone that gets that reference from 435 you know who you are anyway long story <laughs> short um no i uh, I, I agree with that pat 110 percent. and to be um it's it's funny how you're talking about that um we had dr farmer on who's our professor 
and for that course. And, you know, that's ultimately where you and I bonded too about not having any of, um, yes. there was no nonsense, you know, between us, you know, like from day one, like, I mean, we just, like I was myself, you were yourself. We had a be- nice lunch, beautiful meal, you know, discussing that. And I think that's where I really clicked with you, you know, just having that complete honesty, you know, and we just, that's, that's, it's refreshing, you know, when you can do that with someone, you know? Yeah. Mm. So I, I, I'm an honest guy. You are, you, you definitely are. You tell it like it is, you know, and that's, that's always appreciated. And then this is just coming from a friend perspective. I can only imagine that uh, yeah, your, your partner there, you know, the, and deeply appreciates that in you. I would hope so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This this is getting brought up after this episode. She's not going to like she, that comment. No, no, she's not going to like that <laughs> <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> oh, my God. So you put, uh, when, when t- discussing, like, important factors in a relationship to succeed, you put a lot of emphasis on trusting. So... Um, what we want to know is our, our, what, what could help, uh, what, can, what you could give us to like help the viewers on how to build more trust within their own relationships. Well, you have to not hide things first and foremost, you know, if there's, you know, if there's something about you, you need to be able to share that and not hide it. So an example of that, I guess, would be like, I'm going to take a crazy example. Let's say I have a, an addiction okay i'm addicted to gambling or something okay so i should <laughs> pat, pat 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 we know that's a real example but hey come on oh my god <laughs> uh i actually got into stocks recently but it's 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 like strategic gambling mm. um so let's say i have that issue you know i have you have to feel comfortable with like sharing that right and you're your partner should, in a way, be someone who's going to help you, right? And not judge you for it. So you have to be able to share things and not feel like you're going to be judged on whatever you're sharing. Mm-hmm. That's so true. I, th- I think it's really important, especially within a relationship. Like you, you put a lot of emphasis so far about like just the importance of being able to share everything, pretty much everything on your mm-hmm. mind, everything that you're feeling. Mm-hmm. And I, I definitely agree that that's, that's honestly really huge. And I, and I think with Especially with trust, trust I find takes um takes it's like something that takes a lot of time to uh, build up and also get ruined really quickly. Also, so um I think within a relationship, like like you're saying, like the trust all begins with um like pretty much disclosing, right? Disclosing and um having the other person, you know, um yeah. reciprocate that that disclosure, right? And um this sort of ties back into um you know a little bit like for relationships to succeed with whole like you know bidding. If, if that making reference to the um, Gottman book, right? Of um, pretty much the um, like the relationship cure. If anybody hasn't, no one has read that yet. Like I recommend it honestly. It was like one of the books I read back in my communication, our family communication class, mm-hmm. and it was a really interesting book about like you know pretty much people make bids, right? And 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 it's for connecting with others. And depending how you react to those bids, if you have a positive reaction to it, if you um, you know uh, uh, acknowledge that bid, then you build that connection with that person, and and that's also so important with. Uh, with with building that trust and building that connection with someone and um just like the importance of just you know i think like like you said just just making sure that you're you know you're disclosing those things and and the your partner is pretty much reciprocating back with it because that builds that trust that you could open up and mm-hmm. and share share your what you're going through or what what you're feeling and stuff absolutely mm-hmm. and the- if i can just add go for it you you know when you expose yourself like that then you can like really truly be yourself with them. And you ha- you have to be yourself with, with your partner. You can't feel like you're, you know, acting differently with them. You have to literally feel like you're yourself. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I think that um, actually that crumbles, right? If, if you if you are hiding who you truly are, it's only so long you could keep up a persona of who you're not truly. Um, so I think that eventually gets exposed to uh, in the long run. Yeah, and just to tie back into all of this, um is just to have that awareness, right, for yourself, right, but also just um, not that you have to anticipate or assume or or guess, but just, you know, have the willingness to just um, put yourself into the perspective of your partner, what may they be thinking of in the current situation. Um, Doesn't necessarily have to be a situation, but like in the given moment, right, when something Mm -hmm. comes up and if you're feeling something, right, then vocalize that and then just, you know, ask the question. You're just like, so like, I mean, I've been, I've been feeling this or thinking of that. And I just wanted to get your, 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 your two cents on it, your perspective, right? 
And that goes to show, you know, that, I mean, that goes back to the reinforcement of communication that helps to establish more trust, right? And to show that there's there's a willingness that you're you're on the ball as best as possible, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And ultimately, what this shows is, you know, someone, or in this case, you know, a, a couple um, being invested, you know, in such a relationship to push forward, you know, to, to work past that stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I think it's it's definitely like it's like a like you're hinting at pretty much it's like a two way street, you know, pretty much at the end of the day, like both people, both like both partners need to be um, giving back. And, um, you know, and that all that all falls back into like, you know, the whole like the thing about just like you said, just I guess pretty much being mindful, right, being within that that present moment and being able to pick up on things. Like I said, um, going back to like Gottman, like bids, you know, and being able to um, be in that moment and pick up on those bids and uh, actively listening. Um, to your partner when they're talking and and being able to um, you know give back a positive reaction to what they're saying and and stuff like that is so important. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. You said it. You said it. I love the theory you're bringing in here, <laughs> making me feel like my education was not a waste. That's the only book I bought from from beauty. <laughs> Too much. All right, so I think we're we're coming to a close here. You know, but just before we do, you know, are there any questions you would like to ask us, Pat, regarding with the, any of the subjects that were discussed today? Anything that's been on your mind? And if you're catching on, you know, like I'm reinforcing communication, trust and awareness <laughs> in our own relationships here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> Man, I wish you guys told me I would get to ask questions. I would have wrote them down. I would put you on the spot, man. Well, that's, that's the best part of this. I'd 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 love to know uh, what things have worked well in your relationships like that you've done. Well, um, so I'm in a relationship. I've been with my boyfriend for almost three years, and I think the main things that you know like make us work is that well, trust and communication is definitely up there, but that we're also able to have fun with each other and you know laugh together and the last thing is probably one of the qualities I love most about my boyfriend is that I get really hot-headed and he always stays calm so he's he he balances me out so if we fight I'm usually the one that's super angry and he's just there to bring me back so those are the things I guess damn that's good those are good things mm-hmm. Luca what about you my good sir I had a train of thought, but I just lost it for a second there, Alan. How could you lose a train? Oh, oh there you go. There you go. There you go. Well, I, that didn't make sense. But whatever. He's ready. Cut that. <laughs> um, I, what I think was has always been really important, I think, relationships is just the little things. You know, being able to pick up on the little things and showing that you care. I think I think a lot of people just lack sometimes that those like little like those little details make such a big difference sometimes in a relationship and i think um they could really make the difference between showing if if that you really care about someone or not you know and make the other person feel special um so i think just taking the time to look at the the little details doing the small things mm-hmm. you know, that that really does make a big difference i think in a relationship and um it just it reminded me a little bit of the whole um the whole um magic ratio pretty much in relationships the five to one right so for every negative um pretty much interaction there should be like five positive interactions so you know, pretty much. <laughs> wow, where is it coming Alan was, from? Alan, Alan was applauding. Where me. is it coming? Um, <laughs> Luca, Luca, hey, as an academic here, I'm gonna have to ask you to um, give me the source there. <laughs> um, that's from uh, Gottman's. Um, <laughs> my relationship. You've been studying the book on your free time. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna drop it down in the description for y'all if y'all want to buy it. I, I'm telling you, it's actually really good, and it's not just for relationships; it's like for. It's not only like um, I think romantic relationships, it's also for family and work life and just friendships, so just like different ways. But um, just to build like stronger bonds and relationships with people, but just that that five to one is so important, and just trying to keep more of a, I guess, a positive interaction with with your person. And I said it all comes like all comes back down to I guess the little details, you know, and just um, you know, truly just being happy in the moment with someone and not um, I, th- I think I lost my I lost my train of thought there. That was but... great. That was great, Luke. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. yeah, well, I can't exactly top that, but long story short about, I think in any relationship um, or friendship, what have you, whatever it may be, you need to, I, I think having a sense of being daring 
or having a willingness to, to to want to explore the unknown. And I find that is a great, um, most times, most times, I mean, it could completely backfire. Um, mm-hmm. It's a great way to just, you know, build more of that trust, communication, the awareness, and really make a more solid foundation by throwing yourselves in certain environments or um, during certain events that just really, that, that push both of you, you know, you know, to the next level. And, you know, this, uh, Luke and I can attest to this, you know, I mean, last year we threw ourselves in the middle of, what, 40 people to do like a five minute or 10 minute interview with each other. And they, I mean, my interpretation, most people were hesitant. They were scared, anxious, stressed, because you and me did it. And we did it after, you know, Faisal as well as his partner. Um, shout out to Faisal there. And that was that was that was nerve wracking. But I said, you know what? I mean, this is something I'm willing to do with this guy right here, you know. And mm-hmm. I don't know what's going to come of it, but I believe I have. I want something good to come from it, right? And ultimately, the goal was at hand. It was just to, to just to get more confidence from that experience, you know. And I think you know, Luca was on the, the same brainwave there, and that's exactly what we did. And we had a killer of a time. Yeah. I think we, I, th- I think I spoke about that in the last episode with um, followed up and just like the importance of that was for like, well, I don't know actually if I spoke about that, but it's, uh, that was a really important moment for my own personal uh, growth and just showing myself that I'm, you know, I've overcome more or less my social anxiety. You know, that was a big moment and getting to do it with you was just like a special moment too, since you were pretty much been part of that, that whole journey with me pretty much this whole time. Um, but I think the big thing there was like, like sort of what you were talking about was like being in the moment, right? Just being in the moment together and 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 just doing that um, that interview together and that just ties back in with relationships where, like I was saying, like just you know being in the moment, being able to you know actively listen and actually be there listening to your partner and um, doing and picking up on the little things. Like I said, the little bids make all a big difference and um, the little details that you remember that you bring back like later on, like just because you listened and you you remembered things makes such a big difference and, and really does make the other person feel like they're special and they, they're cared for. So um, just be present in the moment. Mindfulness. Boom, boom, boom. boom. We should have an episode just about that. That's a good idea. We yeah. should. Honestly, we're going to. Well, let's it was so it. beautiful. It was. All right. We're, uh, we're going to wrap this up. Um, Pat, thank you so much for coming on today. And, you know, it was, uh, it's a lot of fun, you know, when we get to to interview and have a nice, you know, uh, chill discussion with, uh, with with someone from our, our little group there. So thank you for sharing. Um, before we sign out, I do believe. Oh, yes, that's right. Thank you, Luca. I mean, again, we don't, we don't have the video, but Luca was just indicating at a, a little a sentimental object that he just received today from the Vive Um organization who which we teamed up with in uh, one or two episodes ago with Stefania Rostagno. It was a wonderful event. Luke and I attended. It was a great opportunity to hear people's journeys, their struggles, challenges, and um, successes and tips and tricks that they had to offer uh, regarding mental health. It was um, it, it was honestly quite moving, you know, especially given the fact that it was a virtual event and knowing that we have that um, we have that separation, but um, for the first time in a long time, you know, it was, uh, I, I felt so close to people who I don't know, but just because, you know, we all share um, certain struggles regarding mental health and it's a continuous battle, but just a big shout out to them and a big thank you. And, you know, uh, they have, we're running a little drive there. They teamed up with Head and Hands, another wonderful organization. And we, Luke and I, you know, I think you purchased what, the, their bracelet, their bag. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the total bag. The, the bracelet yeah. I bought. And I got their little yeah. keychain or two, you know. So, again, thank you to Vive, you know, head and hands. Guys, keep doing what you're doing. And you can follow their information online. Go check out the episode, too, if you're interested. And, yeah, so just before we wrap up, Pat, you listen to these episodes. You know there are a few magic words that uh, we always have our guests share. I think you, you will do us the honors and uh, maybe say them. Well, I just want to say you. thank you for having me, everybody. It was, Thank uh, you for it was fun. It was a great experience. I will happily come on here again. And, you know, if you ever want to talk about Luca's stories, I have, I have many, many stories of Luca. If, if it's ever uh, a need on the show. <laughs> we'll have segments with you. So I guess I'll sign off. We are Alpha Relations. Driving change forward. All right. All right. Let's go. 
Let's go. Thank you, Pat, for being on this episode. Hoodies are still available for Beer on Alpha down in our Instagram. I'll drop that down in the description. If you're new here, hit that subscribe button. Follow us on all the platforms. And thank you for listening. Bye. Peace. Bye.